Okay, so um, okay, so restarting up this uh, Monday night share in Shulchan Aruch. So I figured it's an opportunity to. Uh, it's been a little bit of a break because the summer and so on. So it's an opportunity to start a new sugya, a new topic. So I was thinking about what to do, um, and then it hit me like the parshas that we're in. The obvious explanation of Avinu. You know, Chazal say that Avram Avinu had in the of Zara that was 400 brachim. So I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it definitely tells you that, that this was his sugya, you know, Avadizara, staying away from Avadizara and things like that. So it happens to be, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, section of Shulchan Aruch You see, it's more practical than uh, we might initially think. And so I want to do the Kiseder, you know what I'm saying? Like other halachas we're more familiar with, Tzitzitzvillan and so on, but this might be a topic that we're not as familiar with. So Mamash, go uh, sif by sif. We'll see some interesting things that come along the way. Okay, so it starts in Simon Kuf Lamed Tess. It's not, it's not that long. It's what is it, about 10, about 10, 10 or so, uh, 15 Simonim or so, something like that. So it's not that long. So that's a should be able to, uh, to, move, to move along. A little bit of an introduction. So we know when it comes to Avaita Zara, there's a number of mitzvahs that are sort of revolving around that category. Of Zara. The most uh, basic, <laughs> you know, most obvious one is that one is not allowed to do Avadizar. Okay? So that, that the Shulchan Aruch will talk about as well. But the first sugya that the Shulchan Aruch talks about in Hilchas Avadizara is not so much about the Avera of worshipping Avadizara, but the halachas revolving around the object itself. If you have an idol, the halachas revolving around those objects. So, and within that, the first Halacha that's mentioned is that from the Torah we know, and we're not going to go through all the Makaris and Pesukim and Gemaras, it's going to get a little bit complicated, but at the end of the day, we know that an object of a Vaidazar, even if it's not a matter of you serving it, the halacha is that an object of a Vaidazar is Asr Bana. You're not allowed to have benefit from a Vaidazar, that's from the Torah. So what the Shachanach is going to be telling us is that this concept of Avadizara, again, the idol itself being Asr Bahna, it's not, it's not just the idol. The derivatives are uh, anything that's connected to Avadizara is also Asr Bahna. Basically, four things. That's what we're going to see. The Avadizara itself is Asr Bahna. Noi Avadizara, things that are like decorate, decorative ornaments to the Avadizara itself. Let's say, again, examples like Mark talks about, they would put uh, a necklace on the idol or hang a, a wallet on it to show chashivas or things like this. These were things that, that are also asr v'ana. Tashmishay avodizar, mishamshay avodizar, which means things that are used for the service. And again, not the sacrifice itself, but let's say uh, the altar that they would use to sacrifice on, or uh, uh, the becher they would use to pour the wine for the avodizar. Things like this. That's also asr v'ana. And then you have... Takruvas of Avadizar, things that are actually used as a carbon for Avadizar. Those are also things that are Asurbana. So that's four altogether. Avadizar itself is Asurbana. The, again, uh, ornaments for the Avadizar is Asurbana. The utensils used in the process of sacrifice is also Asurbana. And the sacrifices themselves is Asurbana. Okay, that's going to be the, the halach is the first uh, few seeds and so on. Okay, so let's see right away. So some Kuflam and Tetz, Seif Aleph. The, the Shulchan Aruch is going to be discussing those four things that I just mentioned, that they're Asr Bana, the differences between whether this idol and all of its uh, ornaments and, you know, kalim and so on, is on, it was made and being used, unfortunately, by a Yid or a guy, and the halachas that, uh, that reflect that. So we'll see. So Kuflam again, Dine Elilim, the halachas of Avadizar, Bitulam, 
you know, uh, being mavatal, undoing of others' of, of status, of Misham Shem, the Kilayan. I sif Aleph. So Shulchan Aruch says like this, Olil Asur Bana, that's Aleph, that the actual Vadizar itself is Asur Bana, he, Vadizar itself, Vitashmisha, again, things that are used in its service, like uh, the Mizbeach, the, you know, a uh, uh, shovel that's used, whatever, all these things. Vinoya, ornaments that are used for Vadizar, Vitagruvasa, and Karbanis that are being offered, and, and Karbanis that are being offered for Vadizara, these are all Asur Bana, all four things. This is true whether it's a, a, a yid that, that is making the Avadizara or a guy. Ella, but here's the difference. Here's the chilek. The shalavit kechavim, if you have an object that a guy decides is Avadizara, it's a surmiyah. It becomes usher right away. So even if it was never used, if a guy has a, you know, a tree in his, house, in his backyard or he has a certain object in his home and he decides in his own head that this is Avadizara, even if it was never used, it automatically becomes Asr Bana. Same thing with, um, with all the other things. Vishal Yisrael, however, when it comes to a Yid, Eina Sura Achati Aveh. It's only Asr until the Yid not only thinks of it as Avadizara, he actually has to serve it as Avadizara, and then it will become Asr Bana as an object of Avadizara. Okay? That's in terms of Avadizara itself, a chilek between a Yid and a guy. Vitashmi Sheha, Vinoya, when it comes to, again, the Kalim, the, the, the things used in its service, or the ornaments, for Avadizara, then it's Bain Shal Avikhavim, Bain Shal Yisrael, then whether it's from a Yid or a guy, Aina Masur Machi Ishtam Shubahem, it's only Asr until it's used. So this this so in other words, the Avadizar itself, we have a special khumra that if it's the Avadizar of a guy, it's Asr Miyad. Right? It becomes Asr but no, once the guy just decides in his head that it's considered Avadizar. Uh, when it comes to ornaments and the derivatives, then it has to be Asr only when it's actually used. And the same thing with Takruvas, the same thing with a carbon that's being offered for Avadizara. Mishavilafana, once it's brought before the Avadizara and, and you know set as a sacrifice, Vasamina Takravis, and you made it into a carbon, then it becomes Nasser, then it becomes Asurbana. That's the, the Shulchanar. So again, just to break it down simply, in term, let's focus in on that halacha of the Vadizar itself. Okay? Again, when it comes to the ornaments and the carbonus and so on. It doesn't make a difference. It ha- it's only Asr Bano when it's actually used. But in terms of Vadizar itself, says the Shulchan Aruch, if it's, if it's a guy, then it becomes Asr right away. If it's a Yid, it becomes Asr only if he serves it as a Vadizar. Okay. <clears throat> now this halacha, this distinction that we're making between Yid and a guy, again, the source of this is a, is a Mishnah in a Vadizar. It's The truth is, it's actually Machlekes between Rabbi Kiv and Rabbi Shmuel. Okay. Now the, the Machlekes between Rabbi Kiv and Rabbi Shmuel is minakats lakats, they're opposite shitas. This sheet of the Shulchan Aruch, that a guy, a deserve a guy is usher right away, but the deserve a yid is only usher when he uses it, that's the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmuel holds the exact opposite. Rabbi Shmuel says, no, the Avadizara of a yid is usher right away, even if it's not used. The Avadizara of a guy is only usher when he actually uses it. Now, the source for this machleg is between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel is all based on Drashas and Psukim. So it's, like a, it's basically like a whole blot in Avadizara, Dafna, Nalif, Drashas back and forth. At the end of the day, it's all Gzeras HaKasas. But here's the question you have to think of. Fine, it's Gzeras HaKasas, it's all Drashas. Fine. But, like I've mentioned many times, everything in Tyra, there's a, there's a system to it. You know, it's not just like, hey, Gzeras HaKasas finished. There's got to be a Mahalach over here. So the question, the first question to think of is, why... Why are these, what's Takab Shat in either Rabbi Kiva or Rabbi Shmuel? We're making this chilek between a Jew and a guy, 
And again, Rabbi Kiva holds that the Avodah of a guy is more severe, right? It's, it becomes Asabana right away. Whereas Rabbi Shmuel says the opposite, that the Avodah Yid is more severe that it becomes Asa right away. So what's that? What's the Peshat? Why are they, what, where is this Machlech is coming from? And why is it Dafka Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Shmuel? Okay. But more than that, it becomes a little bit more strange. Take a look at Sif Beis, okay? We're going to see more details about Sif Beis next week, but just to see something about it. Again, keep, bear in mind, in Sif Aleph, the Shulchan Aruch paskind, again, we paskind like Rabbi Kiva, that the Vodizara of a Goy is more Chama, right? Vodizara of a Goy becomes Asa right away, even just thinking that it's a Vodizara, whereas the object of a Yid becomes a Vodizara only when he actually serves it. But says the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Bey, is an interesting halacha. Alul shel Yisrael. When you have an Avadizara that was made by a Yid, again, it ta- it's harder to do because he actually has to serve it for it to become Avadizara. But once that happens, then it's very stark. Alul shel Yisrael, the Avadizara of a Yid, ain't lo bittel, can never be undone. It can never be undone. So even if the Yid you know, does tshuva and says, you know, animamin uh, and the Yigun Likrim, this whole thing is baloney. The object of Avadizara that he made of Avadizara, it's impossible for it to be undone, it just has to be destroyed, finished. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Avadizara that was made by a guy, <coughs> or the, thing, the utensils used in its service, or the ornaments, it's all Avadizara guy, it can be undone. So here's the, and again, this is also based on Drashas and Psukim, all Gzersakasas. But here's the interesting phenomenon. When it comes to making the Avadizara, again, this is even according to Rikiva. When it comes to making Avadizara, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin and Sif Aleph, which is the Shida Rabbi Kiva, then when it comes to making something in Avadizara to make it Asr Bana, then what? Then when it comes to a guy, it's right away. When it comes to Yid, it's Al Malach, he has to actually serve it. But yet, when it comes to the next case of where, okay, now it's Avadizara, what's, what, can it be undone? Then all of a sudden, a Jewish Avadizara is, uh, is more serious. So it's a, it's a little bit, again, of a funny thing. Yeah, it's exercise uh, but there needs to be some svar. Yeah, yeah, everyone agrees to that halacha. The machlok is again Rabbi Rishmol in terms of how do you make an avodizara initially, you know, and then we we and, and we pass like Rabbi Kiva that uh, guy is able to that uh, when a guy thinks of a desire, it's more uh, it has uh, you know it takes hold right away. But yet we find, again, even Rabbi Kiva agrees in Sif Beis, that's what we pass him. Then in Sif Beis, when it comes to being levatel of Adizar, all of a sudden, uh, Yiddish of Adizar is more chamer. So it's a little bit of a funny zach. Okay. Don't we have a concept that, like, that just because you think a hearer of hearer is not actual, like, so, so yeah, the yeah. is not a concept, so the hearer, you can see the fool is a little... So, so it's true. That, that's, that's why, that's why uh, I mentioned from the beginning that we're not talking about the aver of serving with We're talking about establishing this object as an object of Avadizara. And then we're, making, we're seeing this, this funny dynamic that in terms of initially making Avadizara, so you have Machlagas Rukiva Ishmael, whether a guy is stronger or a Yid is stronger. But once it becomes an Avadizara, then everyone agrees that Yiddish Avadizara is stronger. It's a funny thing. Again, it's not a big cash because it's all Gzirasakasas. But again, to find rhyme or reason to it. Okay. Fine. That's. Okay. So first question is Rukiva Rabbi Ishmael. Why does each why does Rabbi Kiva go this way, Rabbi Shmuel go that way? And then this distinction between making the Avadizara and then once it's made, all of a sudden uh, Yiddish Avadizara is more severe. Okay. Final question. If you take a look at the at the Taz, okay, so we're gonna go through uh, some Taz over here. So the the Sif Kadan Aleph of the Taz. So he's going on the halacha that we saw in Shulchan Aruch and Sif Aleph, 
the Shalavik Kachav Masur Miyad. Right? Again, the Shulchan Aruch said that Avadizara that's uh, made by a guy, if a guy establishes in his mind this Avadizara, that's the Shidi Rabbi Kiva, it becomes also right away. So he quotes the Gemara, how do I know such a thing? So the Pasuk says, It says in Pasuk that the idols, uh, the idols of a guy, you should burn it in a fire. And says the Gemara, The Gemara Darshans means that by just carving it, by just making it, making the object into Avadizara, even without serving it, it already becomes an Avadizara if it's made by a guy. And it has to be burnt in fire. Avul b'shay Yisrael ksev. When it comes to a, a Jew making avodizara, there's a different pasuk. It says v'sam baseser. It says in pasuk that if you have avodizara and it's placed in a private place and you find it uh, in a secret place, you have to burn it. And that's referring to uh, an avodizara that's found by a yid. And the gemara darshins ain't that you only have to burn it at sheyasim devarim shebaseser until uh, private matters have taken place with this object. In other words. Of what the Zohar was actually done. Again, that's the Taz is just giving us a little background, the drushes of, of the sheet of Rabbi Kiva, that when it comes to a Gaisha of Zohar, the Pasuk indicates that once it's just fashioned into an Avadizara, it becomes Asr. But as opposed to a Yiddish of it becomes Asr only when private matters were done. In other words, of the was actually served. Okay. Now, this is the we're going to focus on. Vedavar Pashid Nirali. Says the Taz, to me, it's a Dabar Pasha, the following halacha. Now, a little bit of background before we see it inside. We know the halacha is, again, until now we've been talking about Jew and guy. But there is such a phenomenon that we find in halacha of a Gaiish uh, Yid. And what is that? A mummer. What's a mummer? So you have a Yid who, uh, let's say, he's, he's, he, he, he's a, a, a mummer lahachis. He's not religious, but not just not religious. He's a uh, lahachis, not religious. Right? So the halacha is that if you have a person of that status, that it's a mummer, so Chazal made a, made a din on such a person that we treat him as a guy. Now again, not so much, not Lakula, because Lamaisi he is a yid, but Lachomer, to be machmer, in order to distance us from people like that, we treat him like a guy. So for example, uh, the shechita of a mummer is not going to be a kasha shechita. A mummer won't be allowed to be counted as a minion. Uh, uh, a mummer, what's another? All right, Yainesach is... That's not so partial because it has to do with why is Yainesach a problem. If it's because, if it's because of like marrying into the family, is no issue because Lamaisi is his family is Jewish. So that's that's not so partial. But let's say shchita is a classic example, shchita or uh, counting for minion things like that. So the question is as follows: When it comes to this halacha, again we hold again going back, we hold like Rabbi Kiva, which means that if a guy fashions an avodah then a guy is more chamer than a yid, being a guy, right? And he can make it of a zara just by thinking. So let's say you have a yid, that's a mummer. And so the question that the Achrim deal with is a Yisrael mummer, does he have the halach of a guy in this case, that anything that he makes, the idol that he makes is of a zara, becomes of a zara right away, and he doesn't have to wait until he actually serves it. So, so the, the Drisha, for example, many Achrim say, yeah, why not? I mean, again, uh, we're not saying that Midraisi is a guy, but Midrabonan, we treat a Yisrael mummer like a guy to be machmer. You won't need a shechita, you can't count it for a minion. So his avadizar should be also right away, just like a guy's avadizar. And this is where the Taz is coming to disagree. Listen to what he says. To me, it's a Dabrapaj that says the Taz. Even if you have a Yisrael that's a mummer, and he, he's a Baal, he's done his whole life is avadizar. Nikri Yisrael, however, when it comes to this halacha of 
whether or not his avadizar becomes usher right away, or you have to wait until he actually serves it, he has a halach of Yisrael. The halach of this concept of a mummer being like a guy does not exist when it comes to this halach that we're learning about. The dinai ad And the halach is that his avadizar will only be usher until he serves it. Until he serves it, it won't be, it won't be uh, usher. Why? So he says, because we find this in many places, a yid is a yid, even if he sins and he becomes a mummer, a yid is a yid. The chain lini bittel, and so too when it comes to nullifying the avodizar. Shein yachol over here, over here, by being a yid, it's uh, more severe that he wouldn't be able to undo his avodizar. Kama Yisrael, just like a yid. Kama Shukasav Rashi behedya, have you bes Yosef semit kuf mem hey derimas losaida. He quotes a Rashi. Udeloy kama Shukasav bedrisha bahago semit kuf mem hey. This is not like the drisha's opinion. That the drisha, one of the early achreinim on the tour, says not like that. He says a mummer. Has a lot of status of a guy for shechita, for Shabbos, for kashras. Same thing for avodizar. Why not? But he says no. The Yisrael mummer lavad is chavim dina kavri chavim. The drisha said that a Yisrael that's a mummer becomes has a lachic status of a guy when it comes to our lachas of avodizar. Da yafinon lakan mikroi da asa havdil bein avri chavim liyisrael. So says that this has though I disagree. I hold that no. And since the halacha that we've learned over here in our sugev of Adizar is based on psukim, and the psukim make a distinction between a yid and a guy, and you can't start saying your own svar as well, you know, what type of yid is it they're talking about? Talking about a from a yid, not a yid, no. We don't say time at the Yid is yid finished. That's the sheet of the, of the taz. Now, this taz, later when they talk about this, what type of logic is the Taz using to disregard the concept of a Yisrael Mummer being considered like a guy for Chumrah? Again, what, what's he saying? He's saying that you know, to say that a guy, that a Yid should have the, the, the Chumrah of a guy that when he makes an object into a it becomes Aser right away. What, what Avabishachat Yisrael, who a uh, Yid is a Yid, I thought a Yid is a Yid. And why can't you say that when it comes to Shechita? So they say, uh, uh, the year that's a mummery, when he shechs the behema, it's, it's still treif. Why? Because Chazal made a takana that a year that's a mummer, halachically is like a guy to be machmer. I, what about Alpha Yishachat Yisrael? You're saying different types of yid, a yid is a yid. Why is the, ta, why is the taz. But the whole, the whole idea of a mummer is a takana to Rabbana. I mean, you don't have psukim by shakit or anything else. Sure, we do have psukim. No, psukim that's saying only. We have psukim. Well, look at this. It's not like there's a pasuk that makes that that says, okay, shritas guy is like this, shritas yid is like that. But we do have psukim that tell us the hilchas shrita, and we have ways of knowing that it's only by yid. So it's true that we might not have a clear cut pasuk like this. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if Chazal were making a takana that a yisrael mummer is dina ka'akam, then why? Okay, that, that's a, that's now drabon and then yeah, be consistent, huh? So they could do right. So we, we're not gonna we're not gonna be makel. Because of him, that's true. That's for sure. We're not going to be makel because he's a mummer. But to be machmer, we're machmer with shchita. We're machmer with other things. So av bishrat yisrael who type of svaras are this? No. So this is. So it's not. So yeah, the, the real reason why why Chazal established that a Yisrael mummer has halachic status of a guy for chumras is not really to to distance ourselves from. It. I was mentioning it for Yain Nesach purposes. But with other things, it's not about that. It's a. It's. I don't know what you call it, a punishment or just a status on this guy. He's not living like a yid. 
Way, way not like a yid. Like lahach is not like a yid. So we're machmar on him that you know he's choosing to live like a guy. We'll treat him like a guy. But again, the question is why dafki in this case not like that. Again, so David's right. I mean, the Taz is making a point of that we have a pasuk over here that makes a distinction between a yid and a guy. But again, the Achrayim point out. Again, you might not have such a clear pasuk by other cases. But, uh, the, the, you know, it, 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 however we do know, we know that Shechit is only kosher by, by Yid and not by Gai. And nevertheless, we're still making these Chumras on Yisrael Mumr. So, uh, it's, 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 it, the Taz doesn't seem to be explaining exactly what the point is over here. Okay, so these are some of the issues. Okay, so now let's take a step back and, uh, and discuss this. So, yeah, uh, it's not, a, it's not a simple like this. We're going to go into a little bit of uh, over here. This is a sugi that I, I've... I, I, maybe it was like Tisha B'Av time. I can't remember. I talked about this, but it's an important Indian. It's a very sadistic uh, nakuda. So it's like this. You know, when it comes to Avadizara, there's an interesting halacha. We'll find this later on the Shulchan, and we'll talk about this. There's a special lav of... It says in Pasuk, V'shem Elohim Acherem Kiru. That one is not allowed to mention the name of an Avadizara. Now, it's interesting. That halacha, that, it's a mitzvah from the Torah. It's one of the Torah mitzvahs. So what exactly does that mean? So it's interesting. Some Rishonim and Achreinim learn that that's an idea of sort of just, um, we, want, we want the concept of the Hazar to be forgotten. So any time that you talk about it or reference it or something, you keep, you keep it alive, you know, that idea, it's not something that you want. I mean, Arkadei Kach, I'll give you an example. Arkadei Kach, I, I think it's the Marasham. The Talmud of Sefer, he held that one is Usr Midrais even. To, he, one is not allowed to say the, the secular year. You know, to say it's uh, 2021. Why? Because that. Huh? AD. Right? He said, why? Because you're, you're, you're calculating back to Isa Ish. So that's part of reminding the world, keeping that of uh, Azar alive. In a certain proper, sense. Proper English, the, the purpose of the year of our... The year, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, that's, that's, so that's, one, that's one reason. That's one issue, one side that the Rishonim pick on, in, in describing that, that problem. But the truth is, there's a whole other camp of Rishonim that say that's not the point. It's not only just, to, you know, we don't want to keep the idea of the Zara alive. There's an issue with saying the name of the Zara. The name, says Kiru, not to mention the name of the Zara. So that's the, so the Rishonim do discuss that the Avadizar is that for whatever reason are mentioned in Tanakh, they're out of this list for whatever reason. The needs has for why, but they're out of this list. There are other names, by the way, in Gemara's the Gemara quotes says Gemara Avadizar talks about Aphrodite, right, which is an Avadizara from the Greeks and the Romans. The Gemara mentions the name of Avadizar, so that's also a question why that's okay. So these are all dealt with. But my my point is as follows: is that you see. F- from that mitzvah, from that halacha, that there's some issue, there's some connection with Avadizara and names. The oh, names of Avadizara. Yeah, the the, the Gemara makes drushes based on that. So it could be there's two halachas in that. It's, it's possible. Yeah. So the religions of the East, like B and H, you know how to say that? That are popular in India and in Thailand? When we get to those halachas, we're going to talk about it more in detail. So, you know, each case is, uh, is on its own. So, as we'll get to that. Not a local yet. The, re- the reason why I mention this is as follows. You know, one of the classic things that people ask is like, okay, how in the world could people have fallen for, this, for these mistakes of like, like th- this, little, this little statue created the world? 
Like it's it's the most obvious thing in the, that 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 didn't, that's not true, right? That everyone like I've heard the parsha right? Everyone knows that he took the the hammer, he broke all the by the zaris, and he put the hammer in the biggest one, and the and and then Tarek is like, oh, it's a big baloney. How could that be? So he says, oh, well, is that? So you never thought of that before? Like what's the shot? So the answer is as follows: Maybe some uh, ignorant uh, people Taka thought that, but that's not what Avodah was. Avodah was the following idea: There was such a thing that the people believed in in Elohus. They believed in a spiritual deity, a spiritual god, and this spiritual god that they believed in—you want to call it whatever you want to call it—was something that wasn't physical. It was intangible. It was infinite. It was some, something out there. The issue that the, and I mentioned this once based on Rambam, the issue that the, that humanity had was that they wanted that God that they believed in to be tangible, to be something that they could connect to. So the philosophy then developed that this Elohus, this deity that is intangible, they started to believe and convince themselves of this idea, that this deity becomes Samsim becomes constricted and becomes misgashem, becomes connected to this particular object that they somehow dedicate to that deity. So in other words, when they had this tree, whatever it is, or this totem pole that they believed was a god, it doesn't mean that this totem pole created the world. It means that this de- the, the deity that they believed in, which in their mind created the world or has power over the world, is somehow united with this physical object and now by serving and respecting this physical object, that's called respecting and serving the deity. There's many halachas in the where this idea is very important to realize that it's not the pshat that they believe that the, the physical wood is the deity itself. This physical object of the wood is somehow a vessel that becomes one with this spiritual entity that, that without this vessel becomes intangible. And that's what gives this physical entity significance. Now this idea... This idea of there being what, what, what let's call an Elihus, uh, a divinity, a, a deity that becomes relatable and becomes tangible, so to speak, that which is infinite, right? becoming connected with that which is finite. This is something that's very, very rooted and very true in Yiddishkeit. This idea of, when we talk about, as I mentioned, like Hashem's names, the Shem is like, what does that mean? See, all, all the Swarm talk about this. When you, when you say Hashem, when you say Hashem's name in Yudavin, who are you talking about? You're talking about the essence of God. That's who you're referring to. But here's the, here's the idea. The idea is that Hashem in His essence is so infinite and so unknowable, you can't talk about Hashem's essence. So here's the, the problem. Who Hashem is, who God is, is completely beyond description. All we can say is what He's not. That He's not fine, He's ain't safe, He's not finite, He's not this. But, who, but to actually come in contact with that infinite God is come on impossible. The Rabbana Shalom therefore made this unbelievable chiddish, this mitzias, of what? Of having divine names. Of having His name, Hashem, Hashem, Adnai, Tzvakas, you name it. And these names that the Rabbana Shalom made are ways through which it's finite, it's specific, there are four, four letters, but through that specific name, the Rabbana Shalom's essence becomes, becomes tangible, so to speak, becomes touchable, becomes relatable through his name. This is, this is the essence 
of Aramuna, which is that who the Rabbani Shalom is in its essence is on the one hand completely unknowable, but on the other hand, that's exactly the, 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 it, that's exactly who you're talking to when you say a bracha. And when a big makubal's uh, having kavanas about the Rabbani Shalom and a little kid is diving from a sitter in first grade, they're talking to exactly the same thing. They're talking to the essence of God who in, who, who in his essence, just from his essence, is completely, there's nothing to talk about, completely unrelatable. But because the Rabbani Shalom in his kindness wants us to have a shaykh him. So what the Rabbani Shalom did is create this phenomenon of allowing his infinite essence to become constricted on some level, to become ex- experienced on some level through the Shem Esaktoshim in a way where his essence is still him. This is something that, that is intimately bound with the Neshama of Yid. You see, we say, I think we said this by Yom Nerayim, V'shimcha karasa b'shmenu, that Hashem's name is connected with our name, right? Yaakov Avinu, once he conquers Esav and so on, he's given the name Yisrael. More than that, even says in Pasuk that, that, he's, that his name was, was Kel, essentially. Yaakov Avinu was called the name Kel. The, name, the, the significance of Hashem's name, the name Kel, being integrated in our name, is touching upon the essence of what Nishmas Yisrael is about. The essence of Nishmas Yisrael is our ability to experience the infinite, unknowable essence of God through the phenomenon of Shemus Hashem. And this is this yichud, this oneness that's taking place between the essence, which is infinite, and the names of Hashem, which are finite, so to speak. This is something that's unique and something that's that's specific to Nishmas Yisrael. And this touches the very essence of Nishmas Yisrael. The very essence of Nishmas Yisrael, the very essence of the Yiddish Neshama is our ability to tap into a place in divinity, placed by the Rabbani Shalom, which is completely unknowable. And that's unique to us. This is part of what it means when we talk about when Mashiach comes, He will be one and His name will be one. What does that mean? It means... The, the, destiny, the, the, the destiny of the world through the Avoid of Nishmas Yisrael is to get to such a place to experience the unknowable essence of God through absolutely knowable name, Shem that's, that's That ultimate Yichud between the Atzmiya Sabayra, the essence of God, the Ein Saif, and the Shem and being able to use the Shem to be able to communicate to Him and to relate to Him and to speak to Him and to become one with him, that's the ultimate level of ichud, of oneness, that the whole purpose of creation is for. This is why the, the Rizal writes in the beginning of Eitz Chaim that the purpose of creation was to create an environment, a universe, in which the Shemus HaKadoshim can be known. That's what the Rizal says. The Rizal says that the, that was the purpose of creation. What does that mean? Like, why is Hashem so, uh, he loves his name so much? The answer is that that's what creation is. The tachlis of creation is for us to be able to experience this physical world and through the physical world to come in contact with that which is infinite. The, 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 that is the, the tachlis abriya, and that is the very deepest strength and nature and quality of Nishmas Yisrael. And that's why Nishmas Yisrael, Yisrael has the name Kel in it. That's the significance of our, of, of our, of our essence. <clears throat> now, when Mashiach comes, so right, right now, for example, um, it's a big so yeah, as you can tell. But right now in in, in Gauls, before Mashiach comes, one it, it, it's uh, you know 
it's very hard to experience Hashem Echad Echad in that way. It's happening every time you say Hashem's name. And on some level, it's happening every time you do a mitzvah and you learn and so on, because everything, all of Torah is through Fishem Shalakash Baruchu, all mitzvahs is being enlivened by the Torah that gives it depth and gives it meaning. So ultimately, it all goes back to the Shem Sakdashim. And the Tachas Abri is for us to experience Elokus in such a way, and that's the unique quality of Nishmas Yisrael, as I said. <clears throat> but until Mashiach comes, the Rabbanu Shalom made a phenomenon of Zelum Azaz Olokim. Right? Good and evil always balance each other out. This idea of what is essential, what is core to Nishmas Yisrael, which is our ability to experience the infinite through the finite, to experience the infinite, unknowable essence of God through His divine names. Avodah is the negative, unholy version of this idea. Because again, what was Avodah Zarah? Not that the, the tree created the world, but that this unknowable deity, that's who knows what, is somehow united with this tree, and by connecting to the tree, I connect to that deity. Yeah, and, and in, that, in that way, what Avodah is, is exactly a model of Shem Esakdashim, but in a completely corrupted, unholy, terrible way. This is why, again, as I said before, the Pasuk says, V'Shem Elohim Achim Kiru, that when it comes to Avodah there's a specific Hakpada, not just not to serve it, not to mention the names of Avodah because the, the Avodah is the flip side, it's the unholy version of what Shem Esakdashim means to us, that's what Avadizara is for them. So just as for us, for, that's why you'll find this throughout Tanakh, this basic klal, that for example, the Pasuk, there's, a, there's another Isra in the Torah, which is not to erase Hashem's name. When the, that context, the, the context of that Pasuk, of not to erase Hashem's name, is in the context of another mitzvah, which is to destroy Avadizara. It says, destroy, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, you know, seek and destroy all the idols, but, but don't do that to Hashem's name. Okay, fine. I mean, it's true that you're not allowed to erase Hashem's name, but why is Hashem, why is the Torah putting that mitzvah in the context of a story talking about uh, destroying totem poles? The answer is because what totem poles are, are a klipa version of the Shemus Akhtash. So just as there is a mitzvah to destroy Avadah Zarah, so, so on the flip side, there's a mitzvah not to destroy the Shemus Akhtash. And just as there's a mitzvah to say Hashem's name in Tefillah and in Tyra, this is going on. <clears throat> so therefore, let's, let's go back. Let's go with the Taz, for example. We started, we, the last question we had was the Taz. The Taz said that, even though it's true that when it comes to Shechita and Shabbos and Minyan, there's such an idea, that Yisrael becomes a mummer, so now he has a halachic status of a guy. But it says the Taz, no, no, when it comes to this halacha, it, it, it's not possible. Why? Let's explain. We had a machlagis Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Shmuel, right? Let's go back. Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Shmuel had a machlagis. A yid makes makes an avodizar. Uh, you know, he makes an idol or whatever. A guy makes an idol. Does it become avodizar right away, or does it have to wait until he serves it? Machlagis Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Shmuel. So it's like this. According to what we're saying, it's davka nishmas yisrael. If it's davka nishmas yisrael that it's see it's it's a it's a it's a funny it's a funny paradox. On the one hand. Nishmas Yisrael, in its very essence, is incredibly inclined to this idea of yichud, of this idea of uniting that which is infinite with that which is, mm-hmm. with that which is finite. That's something that's very, very 
natural for a yid. That's our very, very nature. So, therefore, it's like this. If, you're, if, if, if that quality of yichud, of the oneness, the nature of nishmas Yisrael, if it's in Golis, so to speak, if, it, if it's being directed in the wrong places, if that quality of yichud, of shemes hakdoshim, is in Golis, then, then a yid is going to be extremely capable of making avodazaras, right? Because again, this, what's an avodazara? Avodazara is a negative version of the Shemesak Daishim, or in other words, the concept of Shemesak Daishim being in exile, right? What does it mean to be in Gaulus? It means it's being lost in the wrong places, it's getting completely mi- confused and, and mixed up in all the wrong places. So you have, so Nishmas Yisrael, you can look at Nishmas Yisrael in two categories. You can have Nishmas Yisrael in Gaulus, or Nishmas Yisrael in Gula. Nishmas Yisrael in Gula, the, the, the qual- Nishmas Yisrael, which is very much inclined to, to experience Yichud, in a Geula state, is going to experience Yichud in a holy way, through the Shemesh Sektation. And it will be very far removed from, from corrupting that Yichud, that's the very essence of who we are in any other way. But if a Yid falls into Golas, then that quality of Yichud, which is essential to who we are, actually can be a terrible tool and to, to make Avadizar quickly and easily. You follow this? So in others like this. The sheet of Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shmuel, the Machlekes is as follows. Do you view Nishmas Yisrael from a perspective of Gula? In which, or do you view Nishmas Yisrael from a perspective of Gaulus? If Nishmas Yisrael is viewed from a perspective of Gaulus, then the ability of a Yid to make Avadizara is going to be very, very quick. Because again, the nature of Nishmas Yisrael is to seek unity and to experience unity. When that nature is in a holy way, in a holy place, in a geula dika setting, then that nature is going to experience unity by shemes hakadoshim, and it won't chas v'shalom be damaged and corrupted by falling into the wrong place. Uh, there, that's the sheet of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, his whole life, we know this from Rabbi Kiva. The Rabbi, the Lord Shabbos used to talk about this a lot in many places. In Allah, we find this. That Rabbi Kiva, for example, was a Mashiach Dika Neshama. Rabbi Kiva, even while he's seeing the Romans have a parade, and when he sees the, you know, uh, foxes going to the base of Migdash, he's thinking Mashiach. Means Rabbi Kiva sees Nishmas Yisrael from a place of Gula, from a place of Kedusha. and because of that, the nature of Rabbi Kiva therefore sees. The, comes with, sees the following halacha, that when a yid makes an avodah if that avodah if it, it, to make it to make avodah that means that it's there's a corruption taking place to the very essence of what the neshama of a yid is about. The very neshama of a yid is about yichud, and for that yichud to be hijacked for the purposes of making avodah that's that's the deepest golus there is. In other words, for a yid to make an avodah which is a corrupted version of the Shemus Akhtayshim, there's no deeper exile, there's no, deep, there's no deeper gut punch to Nishmas Yisrael than that. Therefore, Rabbi Kiva, who wants to see Klai Yisrael from a perspective of Gula, is not going to, he's not going to be inclined to think of Nishmas Yisrael to get to such a low place, where the very essence of who you are is being tainted and being corrupted and being hijacked for a negative, in a negative way. Therefore, Rabbi Kiva holds that what? Rabbi Kiva holds that when a yid makes avodah zara, it's not avodah zara until it's served. Now, once a yid serves it, 
then there's no, then, then we have no choice but to accept the reality is that this guy's in Golas. And when, and when a, yid, when a, nish, when a nishmas Yisrael makes Avadizara, then that's going to be a real Avadizara. Because the nature of Yichu, which is what Avadizara is a corrupted version of, is natural, is, is, is a sen- that's the very nature of nishmas Yisrael, is that sense of Yichud. So when that sense of Yichud is actually being corrupted, if you have no choice but to acknowledge it, because he actually served it, then it becomes, like in Sif Beis, you can't be Mavatlet. Because it's mamish, a yid has that kayach of yichud to such an extent that if it's it's so again I'm trying to find the words it's so core to nishmas yisrael that on the one hand we don't want to acknowledge such a mitzias that in, that the essence of nishmas yisrael can be corrupted to such a place, but if you have no choice but to acknowledge it because it actually happened, then it becomes incredibly incredibly potent, because uh, who made this yichud, this corrupted version of yichud between the deity and the piece of wood, was Nishmas Yisrael, which is so connected to this level of yichud. That's Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shmuel is the flip side. Rabbi Shmuel is naturally inclined to acknowledge Nishmas Yisrael being in Gauls. That's why Yishmuel is named after the name Yishmuel was not a Yiddish name originally. So Rabbi Shmuel is a flip side of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shmuel, therefore, is much more willing to acknowledge how a Yid is going to fall into such a low place. And because of that, Adraba, right away by making the the, 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 the Kayach of Nishmas Yisrael to make that Yichud kicks in right away and it becomes a Shtark of Adizara. A guy who doesn't have this natural quality of Yichud won't be able to make an Avadizara until he serves it. So this is the flip side over here. So again, this is the question. If Nishmas Yisrael, making an Avodah is something that's the antithesis. It's, it's a poison to the very essence of Nishmas Yisrael because it's taking that, that, it's harnessing that essential desire, that essential nature of Nishmas Yisrael to seek oneness and corrupting it. And so this is the question between our very small. How willing are you going to be to acknowledge such a thing as happening? Rabbi Kiva doesn't want to, uh, to acknowledge such a, such a thing could happen until you have no choice. Rabbi Shmuel is willing to see it. But everyone agrees that once it happens, it's mamashtark. Because now the very essence of Avodah Zarah is, 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 is being fueled by the very essence of Nishmas Yisrael. Let's go to the Taz now. Yeah? According to Rabbi Kiva, why is it... If the guy says, this is my... He doesn't actually worship it, but he's thinking, if he says, this is my... Yeah. He acknowledged like, it. It's true, he, but he didn't serve it yet. He didn't serve it yet. But he didn't go into that. No, because that that depth that depth of gullus he didn't descend into. And to for us to think that his the very essence of his neshama is now in a very low place to the point of where the yichud of his neshama is being used to make this false this unholy yichud of Vodizara, that we're not going to say until imamish goes to the very depths of that tumah by actually serving it. But until he gets to that lowest place, I'm not going to I'm not going to think of of of, of the essence of his neshama being in such a gallus. I'll keep it on the surface. So he's thinking the wrong things. But, uh, but to say that Nishmas Yisrael is being active, involved in, in making a yichud, which is the opposite of what Kedushas Yisrael is really about, he won't, he's not willing to accept it until I have no choice to see it. The ta- you just, you yeah. bow to it or whatever it is. Like, why, why wouldn't you say it the other way? Like, if, he, if the guy says, like, this is my, this is my bazaar, he, he means it for real. If I just bows to it, so maybe it's not... That's pretty like, serious. If you're bowing well, to it, obviously you believe it. Like, we, we, we no. Like that, well, we, we look at the... The, the mice is not... 
So that's that's true. But this happens to be one of those exceptions, because it's a, it's a, yeah, because like you know that's one of the things that you know the Achron talk about. So talk about Yehar Valyaver of Avodizar. Bow down and just don't think it. So the Gemara says such a thing. No, like if you're bowing down, that's called Avodizar. So there's no the actual act of Avodizar is. That's, that, that's the deepest gallus there is. So then you have no choice but to acknowledge the fact that Nishmas Yisrael is in such a dark place. And if Nishmas Yisrael is engaged in making a, a, a non-holy yichud, that yichud is going to be very, very strong because that's the nature of Nishmas Yisrael. That, that is our strength is making yichudim. So if, that, if that's our deepest strength, then, then, to, then, then if it's being used in an unholy way, then first of all, it's the deepest gut punch. It's the deepest... Uh, Kilko of Nishmas Yisrael, but Mitzat Sheni, if 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 it happened, it's going to be very very strong, and it's going to be very hard to undo. So let's go to the Taz. The Taz is saying that usually we say Mumer the Yisrael Mumer is as Dinik Akam, but over here Yisrael Avvishchad Yisrael who you can't make distinctions, you know, within Yidden the pasuk makes a chiluk Yidden a guy. Yeah, we can't make chilukim. Why? The answer is when it comes to Shechita. If, uh, to say that he's like a guy for shechita is not touching the very essence of his neshama. It's not, it's not acknowledging a corruption in the very essence of his neshama. But to say that a yid has a den of a guy when it comes to making of a desara, what you're, what you're saying is, what you're saying is, is that the very essence of his neshama, which is this quality of yichudim, this quality of Shemus Akdashim, of Shemcha across the Bishmenu, of the name Yisrael, you're saying that his very name has become corrupted, has become damaged, has become like a guy. And that's something, says the Taz, we can't say. So you want to say Yisrael that has a dinner of like a guy for Shrita, for Minyan, those are all more superficial, outer, external elements. But you're talking about a halacha which, which touches the essence of what Nishmas Yisrael is about, which is about being Miyachid that which is infinite, with that which is finite, with the Shemus HaKadoshim, and to say that that quality of his neshama has been corrupted to such a degree that in that, that in of Yichud, he has a lach of a guy when it comes to making of a desire, which is the corrupted version of Yichud, to say such a thing, we ha- that, that's, that's, impos- that's, 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 that's being poigim in Nishmas Yisrael itself. And when we say Yisrael has a din of like a guy, like a mummer, that's only in Chitzainius. That's not the Pneumius of who the person is. In Pneumius, it's Av Bishachat Yisrael. And the one halacha that's touching the pnimius of Nishmas Yisrael is this halacha of a Gainayid making an object of Vadizar. Because again, that's the chilik over here. Who has, again, this idea of, of, of this distinction we're making between a Yid and a Gai in terms of making of Vadizara is fundamentally rooted on this Indian of uh, that Avadizara and the, the making and of establishing this object as a chef of Vadizara is, is, is touching on the very essence of what Nishmas Yisrael is about, which is about making that, making a holy yichud. And now this is a corrupted version of that. So to say that he has a lach of a guy like that, you're, 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 that, that that's saying that the, the mummer status gets all the way through. That we can't say. So this is the, this is the, the basic idea that we have. Again, I, usually, <laughs> that's, that's what I've seen so far, I guess, uh, you know, with us, for whatever reason, the first year and the first sukkah, for any, you know, the first year, any new topic is always the most complicated one. So as I'm going forward, I'll try to make it not as complicated. But this is the idea that, that, that we're establishing over here, that what Avadizar is, is a corrupted, unholy version of Neshem Esak and, and, a, and, it's, and, and, and again, and it's touching on the very essence of what Neshem Yisrael is about, which is the Neshem Esak So, Hashem, you know, we should be Zaycha, to me, I'll give you
It's only connected in the holy way. He likes the complicated. Okay, good. Yeah.